What is the first movie you remember seeing? I think the first one I remember in like more vivid detail is Anastasia. Interestingly enough, people would probably say like The Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast, but yeah, Anastasia. <laughs> and what is your favorite movie? Oof, that's a difficult question. <laughs> I think if you were to ask me like if I have a favorite movie of the year, I could probably do it by year. Um, just because I go through such different things each year and and then like different things speak to me because of that. So I'm going to like rejigger the question and say like my favorite movie of this year, so like 2015-16 was The Lobster. It's by this Greek director named Yorgos Lanthimos and it was his first English movie and like one of his more accessible films. If you were to ask me why I like it, it just has a very like offbeat quality and it feels like it's borrowed from this world but is this alternate universe where the basic premise of the movie is like you have to have a romantic partner or you're not allowed to like live in society and you're sent off to this hotel and you have 30 days or so to find someone and if you don't you're changed into an animal so that's why it's called the lobster and it feels very outlandish, but as you're watching the film, there are certain parts of it where you realize, oh, this is just like a very microscopic view of one aspect of our society. So I like that. Is this where you'd like to be in your life? And is this what you'd like to be doing? How'd you get here? And where do you hope to go in the future? Most importantly, how are things right now? And what have you learned along the way? This is Bill Ehrlich. Is now a good time. What can movies do that photos and writing and these other forms can't, in your opinion? I think it's less about what this medium can or can't do and more just like this is the medium that spoke to me the deepest and that I feel best suited for working in. So I do a lot of like photography work and I've done some writing, just a little bit, but I feel most fluid when I'm working in moving image and when music and image come together and all these things. So there's no like scientific formula for why I think it's the best because I don't think it is, but it's the best for me to express myself. <laughs> and that's the most important part. Yeah, I think so. What's your earliest memory of thinking to yourself, I'd like to make movies. It's probably my family used to have this like really old VHS like camcorder or you know where it's really old and the playback is all grainy and I just always love playing around with that. This is probably the most cliche thing ever but yeah it just felt like such a new novel way of seeing things and being able to put one image next to another image and then creating a context out of that. So it was never like, I didn't have a childhood where I would have friends star in these home movies, but it was more just like an isolated thing that I had in suburban Maryland where not much happens. And yeah, so I just had like this childhood where I would spend a lot of time by myself thinking and looking at things and looking at things through a camera. So. It's always felt very natural. There isn't like one moment. Did you did you grow up in Maryland? Yeah, born and raised. And where in Maryland? 
Yeah, like Rockville, Gaithersburg, North Potomac. He's not ringing a bell. <laughs> and what what's your family like? Do you have brothers and sisters? or? Yeah, so I have one older brother and a mother and a father. Uh-huh. And they're all back in South Korea now. Yeah, my dad took a teaching job in Korea when I was in high school. So he moved back by himself first. And then my mom followed suit after I graduated high school. And now my brother's there too. So. Wow. Yeah, my whole family's there. Do you speak Korean as well? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, felt like I wanted to learn the language. So growing up in Maryland, elementary school, junior high, high school, what, what was your scene or what were you <laughs> like? Did, it, did anything come together or is it just kind of you know getting to college? For me, whenever I talk about Maryland, it's always just like the opening chapter of my book where... It sets the context for why I'm the way I'm like most people in their childhoods, but it always felt very much like a bubble that I wasn't part of, or like I was, I always felt like I was on the outside looking in for, you know, lots of different reasons, like I'm Asian American, and I never felt like I had a group of friends who really understood me or who I understood, so I would say I had a lot of surface level relationships up until I was 18 yeah and there are like maybe two really good friends I have from Maryland but other than that I don't really keep in touch with anyone I haven't been back in like five or six years and it always felt like I wanted to leave as soon as I could so at 18 I moved out to California I went to Berkeley for school graduated two years ago and then went up to Portland for like six months and then came back here for a job and now here I am moving to London. (laughs) What did you study in college? I studied consumer behavior, which is always a surprise to people. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, funnily enough, so like the whole film thing and images and being involved in the arts was always something that I knew felt most right for me. Like I've always gone off my gut feelings, but I told my mom like seven or eight years ago that I wanted to really do film. Like I really wanted to do it for real and like have no backup plan. And she was like, you're probably just going through a phase. You should be a doctor or a lawyer. Like, you know, something stable. I totally understand what she was coming from because her and my dad moved out here over 20 years ago, not speaking the language and had to go through a lot to give me the opportunity to be able to like choose what I want. So the major really came from a place of like feeling like I owed it to them to do the adult thing once and do it well. So I felt like it was practical, it was interesting, it could get me a job out of school, and it felt like a means to an end, but it was never like my passion. (laughs) Did you keep photography and film going on always? Was it always going on on the side, in the background? Yeah, definitely. And like now when people meet me, they it's funny because they like assume that that's my bread and butter and how I make a living. And well, I guess at this point for the past month, it has been. But over the past year and a half, I've been working a marketing job at Levi's and it's always been in the background until now, because I think there was a part of me that was like, let's let's keep that until I get good enough to feel like I can do it for real. 
And when I told my mom like seven years ago I wanted to do film, I had nothing to show for it. I knew I was interested in it and I knew that I wanted to do it and it was like it, but I had nothing, no body of work to back my case in a way. And so it's just been a gradual like always instinctually making things and now I find that I have a quote-unquote body of work as you will that's still really evolving but at least there's something there that I can like put out and be like yes I have some capacities for this and I really think I can do this and be confident about that and so now it's awesome because she's fully supportive my dad is as well and that's like 180 degrees from where they were before they're like no you're never doing anything in the arts and now they're like yeah we can see it really happening for you like we believe you and want what you think is best for yourself like because we trust you now what did that transition look like from them saying this is not a good idea Uh to then saying we really want to support you pursuing this it's it's actually been like a recent revelation for me that they do support me with like the whole process of applying to film schools and getting accepted and I think it happened around when I started working full-time my first full-time job Um, and it was not photography or film related but what was your first full-time job I was I was like a digital marketing coordinator at Levi's and I did that for like a year and a half you mentioned that you went to Portland yes for about Six months. Six months-ish. That was right after school. Yes. And right after coming out of college. Yeah. What was going through your mind as you were coming out of school with this consumer behavior degree, <laughs> knowing deep down right. you wanted to be more in photography and film, but also wanting to be respectful to your parents who had done a lot to get you here. Right. And I don't want to use the word compromise because mm-hmm. it's it's different than that. Yeah. But it's it's that sort of idea, but a different connotation. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, so the Portland thing came out of, I graduated a semester early, and I had the job offer from Levi's from the summer before because I had interned there, and it was like your junior year summer internship. So I got a job offer at the end of the summer. And I didn't tell them that I graduated early, so I basically had like six months to do whatever I wanted. So I took that time and moved up to Portland for an internship at a magazine and a studio, like a production studio. So I was doing that for like initially three months and then it turned into longer. And then there could have been like an opportunity for me to stay there long term. And then at that point it was like, should I stay in Portland and stay at this like really small magazine that I really like working at but doesn't pay that much? Or should I like take the job that I have even though I feel like it's not right? And I did the thing that didn't feel right for the first time in my life. Yeah, like when I think back to that juncture, I, I don't regret it because if I hadn't gone through the past year and a half at a job where I don't fit, it maybe it would have taken me longer to take the next steps to like go to film school and do all the things that eventually I felt like would happen. But because there was like this period where every day I was working this nine to five job and it felt like it just wasn't me. It felt like a another duller version of me that wasn't supposed to 
happen? Or like, how do I explain this? Yeah, it just felt like I was doing myself a disservice the longer I stayed and the more comfortable I got with just like the nine to five and like having a steady paycheck and benefits. It may be for some people, but I knew like I was trying really hard to contort myself into a shape that didn't fit. And then at a certain point, I was like, I, I can't do this forever. This is not sustainable long term for like my sanity. And I really wanted to be truthful to myself. But I took a roundabout path to getting there and to admitting it and like owning up to it and like telling other people about it just because I feel like there's more to lose when you really care about it, you know? Absolutely. Um, I'm interested. So when you were in Portland working at the magazine mm-hmm. and the production company, yeah, well, what was the magazine? The magazine was Kinfolk Magazine. Okay. And the studio was a studio called Sea Chant. And what were you doing at both places? So at Kinfolk, I was I was like the design art direction intern. And then at the studio, I was doing a little bit of everything, like being on set and editing and production work and et cetera. And going into those, how did you have the skills to go into these positions, was it just that you were interested or you had already created some work and were already involved? Uh, I already had like a little bit of design experience and a little bit of personal work in terms of like photo and video. Yeah, when I think back to what I had at that point, I just cringe a little bit because mm-hmm. you come to like pretty much hate everything you do after a while. Be like, oh, I didn't do that. Talking retrospectively. Yes, when, yes. Once you've yeah, progressed. You, it's like shedding skin <laughs> as a snake. That's really good. But yeah, like you, and that's like the way that you grow, I think. But it's hard not to have that gut reaction of being like, ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, when I see something from a year ago or two years ago. And in a way, that's kind of how I feel about Portland. Going into it, I was really super excited to be working at this magazine and the studio and I had particularly with the studio idealized them in a lot of ways so going into it I had all these ideas for what I wanted to get out of it and what it was going to be like and I feel like in a lot of ways it did live up to that but now like a year and a half later I realized this like looking forward to like you have to continue looking at like the unrealistic places that you want to go to 
And so when people ask me, like, oh, what do you want to do with film school? I say, well, I want to make films. Eventually, like, I want to direct, like, direct some films, and that's, like, my goal. And I can just see some people, like, their gears shifting in their heads, like, oh, that's just such a competitive industry, and that's so unrealistic. And that's very valid, very true. But in my attempt to get to that place, I might not get quite there, but I'll get somewhere. You know, it's if I was aiming for something that I really felt like I could achieve and felt attainable, that's the highest point that I'm going to get to. And I think that's something I learned from Portland was, yeah, like you can do these things that feel like really big and really dreamlike and unrealistic. They're a reality for someone and it, takes a lot of hard work and dedication but I just I feel like I can make that my reality too in a way so that period in Portland after school mm -hmm. you had a job at Levi's yeah I had confirmed. the offer I had the offer confirmed yes so you knew you had something to go back to so you right. kind of had this window mm -hmm. of I don't want to say security but like you kind of got to go on the trapeze with Annette right yes exactly I have to think that that was like a really nice trial run to get into these things and get a taste. Yeah. And kind of say, hey, is this is this really something I'm interested in? Because you could have gone to Portland and said, well, never mind. But it sounds right. like you liked it. But then you had the job at Levi's. And was that decision hard at any point? Did you it, think about oh, staying in really Portland? it was really difficult. Yeah. So the situation at the end of my three-month internship was that they wanted me to stay a little bit longer in both places, but they couldn't promise me anything super long-term. So it felt like there was option A to stay in Portland longer term, like a big question mark, because I didn't know where like all of my income would be coming, or if I would even be able to stay at these places for longer than like five months or a year. So. There was that, but I really liked the work, and I felt like I was growing at a pace that I hadn't been thus far in terms of visual work and photography and film. And then option B was to take this job that had like a really nice salary and benefits and felt like this other world that eventually I'd have to experience for myself. So I went back and forth a lot, like even up to like the last week, before I had to be back in San Francisco for the job, I was still asking myself, like, maybe I should stay in Portland and just take a leap. And it ended up that I didn't take that leap. And I think looking back at it now, and I think I was aware of this then too, like, I just, I wasn't ready in a lot of ways. I wasn't mentally ready. I didn't have the mental fortitude to go into the unknown. And it's difficult when you have the option of safety or the stable option there right in front of you and it seems like the smart thing to do and your parents are telling you to go do it but yeah I really just think it comes down to I wasn't ready the work that I was making at that point too it just wasn't it wasn't up to where I wanted it to be and it still isn't but I think it's closer than it was then it's like that Ira Glass <laughs> quote where <laughs> You like you know that you can do good work and you have good taste and whatever, but 
for a very long period of time. You're just going to be trying and failing to get there. And then eventually you'll get closer. But I just knew it wasn't there yet. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Did you talk with people about this decision? Did you? A lot. You probably yeah. had a lot of conversations around this with some people who encourage you to go to Levi's and some people who encourage you to stay and go for it. Ultimately, though, you made the decision. Yes. So around that time, I was talking to anybody and anyone who had listened to my dilemma, and it was really like a 50-50 camp because a lot of the people who had ended up there and were doing the work in like art direction or photography or film, they had gone through jobs like this you know where you really learn a lot about yourself and a lot about what you don't want to do which I think is just as important as knowing what you want to do so there are people who are like you should go back and take it and just do it it'll be a good life experience for you and then there are people who are like you should stay here and continue because you're growing so fast and like why would you want to stop that progress not that I wouldn't be progressing here but ultimately it did come down to me being like I'm not ready And I knew I wasn't ready. And I knew at one point I would be ready. And with the job that you took here in San Francisco, you put it really well, where there was nothing against the job. It just wasn't a fit. Right, yeah. What's that past year and a half been where you're working at the day job, Yeah. but then also going through the process of planning to and then applying to London Film School? Mm -hmm. It's, It's been so interesting. I really learned so much about myself, and it's a great job, you know, I I have nothing bad to say about the job or the company or, like, what I was doing there, it's just, there's someone out there who can do that job better than me, and who probably wants it more than me. I think my biggest learning from the past year and a half is that I just want to admit to myself and allow myself to be, how do I want to say this? I think it's just been a journey of admitting to myself that I can allow myself to do what I think I'm best suited for. Is part of it about giving yourself permission? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. For me, at least. It sounds like earlier you already admitted to yourself, this is what you want to do. Yeah. But it took some period of time up until now to actually give yourself permission. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really accurate because my decision to go to school, it's always been there and it might not have been as specific as, oh, I want to study film and I want to go to London Film School. But ever since I was little, it's always been a gut feeling that I'd be working in something visual and something in the arts. But it's taken me this long to tell myself, hey, okay, I'm really going to do it now. And I think part of it was the readiness factor and really putting in the work to prepare myself. And another part was just having the balls to be like, yeah, I'm just going to do it and do it for real with no backup plan. I'm sure part of it is like the way I was brought up and my parents' outlook on life. And I think another part of it is my personality. And, you know, there's it's just been a weird combination of things, but... I would definitely say yes. There was this knowing and also a hesitation paired with that knowing that I've had to work through very gradually for the past 23 
and four months. <laughs> yeah, 23 years and four months. I can't tell you exactly why it was like that way. You don't need to have a why. Yeah, you don't. Also something new I'm realizing. So you applied just to London Film School or to a bunch of film schools? I applied just to London Film School. And why just London Film School? Because if I'm completely honest with you, I thought this was going to be a test run. I thought that I didn't have the body of work. I felt like I didn't have a strong enough portfolio yet to get admitted into the schools that I wanted to go to. And I knew I wanted to, like London Film School is my top choice. So I just figured like this go around, I'll just apply, get my shit together and like get in the mode, get myself out of the groove of being just in a nine to five and in that way prepare myself. But I had a couple interviews and then like a couple months later, I got in. I was like, what is happening? A hundred percent full disclosure, I didn't expect to get in. And I did. That was a big sign to me that, okay, you didn't think you were going to get in, but you did. So you need to go now. Like there's no ifs or buts or, you know, no questions about it. You have to do this and commit to yourself. So how do you feel now? Because you, you tied up the things at your job. Yeah. And you've actually been doing photography and visual work for the past month. And now you're getting ready to start this next chapter. I feel really excited and also scared shitless. Um, <laughs> I've actually never been to London. I've never been to the UK. And it was like that when I moved here. I'd never been to California. Uh, very different circumstances and less definite, but I guess that's just how I make my life decisions is by gut feeling and impulse in a way. But yeah, so it just feels like this really big closing of one chapter and opening of the next. And with that, beyond just the physical move and going back to school and studying film, I think what's been on my mind lately is what does this mean for me? Like, why do I want to be doing this? I'm really trying to get at the why of things. One step Why do I want to be a filmmaker? Why, why film? What is film? You know, like what purpose does it serve in people's lives? And why am I committing to this basically as like a life career? Yeah, so I've been reflecting a lot on that lately as like a way of preparing myself mentally to like get into that space. Because once I'm there, it's just going to be a lot of making and the program is very production oriented. So I'm trying to do a lot of thinking right now to prepare myself. What are some of the things that have risen to the surface? So when I think about film and art, it's less definitive than being a lawyer or, you know, being a doctor and performing a surgery and you have like an outcome. There's less of a directly functional utility to it, if you will. And in some ways, like for the past month, or the past year even, in some ways that's felt very indulgent to me and very self-absorbed for me to say, I'm going to 
pursue a career where I just express my feelings and thoughts. So it's been like a real struggle internally to try and reconcile that. And I think one part of it is what I was saying earlier about like the fitting into the shape. Like I know this is it for me. This is what I'm best suited for. And maybe in some small way that does make the world better or like adds a little something to the world if each person is doing what they're best suited for and like really pursuing it because the world is made up of such different individuals and if everyone did the same thing wouldn't be productive or interesting so I think part of it is that and another part of it is just like all the recent terrible things that are happening in the world have just not left my mind because of the frequency of the attacks that are happening or like the political atmosphere and when I hear about things like Brussels or Pakistan or Istanbul it really makes me feel hopeless in a lot of ways like I feel like we're living in really dark times and I feel helpless because I don't know what I can do to better that or find a solution or help people and and like here I am preparing to move to London to study film and yet there are these terrible things that are happening and I have no control over it but I think the thing about art and the, the thing about allowing yourself to express something that's pure and that's true is powerful in itself because it's connecting to this this root of humanness there's that thing that makes all of us the same and similar instead of dividing us and that's our internal state our feelings like everyone has these emotions and when people target a group of people they're in essence dehumanizing them in a way like with the Pakistan attacks that happened they were targeting Christians in Pakistan when you do that you're dehumanizing that whole group of people and saying they're just going to serve this purpose for me to further what I believe in and I think to counter that, we can do a lot of things, but the way that I play a part in that might be to rehumanize, just in a very, very small way. But I think I'm getting closer to realizing that's what I want to do with whatever work I'm creating eventually or now. But I just, I don't want to be making decorative art. I want to be doing something. Like, I don't want to do nothing. Do you feel that making that type of art where it's more directed to help in some specific way mm -hmm. would be the truest art that you could make for yourself? Or would that be you veering your own pursuit to fit what you think the world needs? Right. I see what you're asking. I don't know if I have a have like an answer for that just because I don't think I'm fully formed yet <laughs> like I'm not complete yet I'm still getting there and things that I'm thinking and things that are happening right now to me are shaping my path just as much so it might be either of those you know I think it could be either of those but I can't quite tell you definitively yes or no because I don't even know where I'm going yet. I know the direction, but I don't know the specific endpoint. The reason I ask is that 
I think it's so easy to think that you should be doing this or that or the other thing because it's more practical or it serves right. some yeah. utilitarian purpose. But on the other hand, when someone is doing whatever makes them come alive, right, it seems in one way or another that always makes the world richer and better. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on weighing those two? Well, I mean, yeah, I agree with you completely. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. And the whole thing about wanting to do something, I think that my answer to that, to like the question of what do I do in response to the times and what's happening in the world, is trying to do the thing that makes me come alive, right? Because in a way, it might be prescriptive to say, I want to create this type of work so that it will have this type of effect on other people because everyone takes something different from any given piece of art so you never really know yeah and all of these thoughts are very recent it's just something that I'm currently working through and it's a new set of questions that I'm asking myself for the past year and a half at the job it was a question of when when should I leave when should I take the leap when should I apply to school and now that that's been answered in a way I feel like I'm just asking myself the what and the why because those seem like important questions to be asking yourself always and I have no answer I don't know if I ever will have an answer but I'm happy to be asking the questions and trying to get somewhere with them and I think with my work I think a question that's been coming up a lot as I've been telling people that I'm going to school is like, what kind of work do you want to be making? What kind of filmmaker do you want to be? And that's a tough question for me because I can't necessarily peg it down to something as specific as a genre or like a type of story that I want to tell, but it's always come out of a place of wanting to express some sort of truth. Yeah, so... I think that's what will define my work is that attempt to express that truth, whatever that may be, because I really do believe that in art is vulnerability and that's where a lot of truth can be found as opposed to other areas, you know, like a lot of the times when I was working my job at Levi's, I felt like I wasn't being truthful to myself and I wasn't allowing myself to be open to that in a way I felt like I had to be wearing the mask and be have like neatly packaged answers to people's questions for small talk and do you know what I mean like I I just felt like I wasn't really being true to myself and to other people and I think that's the way that a lot of us have come to live or have learned to live is that You know, you're acceptably detached and you have to keep this safe boundary around you, not let yourself get vulnerable with other people because, you know, there's risk in that and you'd rather, and at this point I'm just talking about myself now, but like you'd rather let yourself be numb and jaded than to like let yourself be open to feeling these things and connecting with people that way. If you had a piece of advice to give to your younger self or someone else considering 
getting to a place that's more true for them, what would it be? Hmm. I would say what's worked for me. I've always been guided by my gut feelings about things. Even my decision to come back to San Francisco and take the job, that in a way was going against my gut feeling, and I learned a lot from that. But yeah, because I don't think I have anything else meaningful or useful to tell someone at this point. I still feel like I'm I'm evolving so much, and I don't have a clear set of rules to give to someone. But the way that I'm living right now is just going off gut feelings and allowing yourself to trust yourself and being attentive to that. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> and now for my final question. Mm -hmm. If you were to title your autobiography, what would the title be? Oh, God. Um, I don't know if I would have an autobiography. <laughs> That's a tough question. Do people, like, are they able to answer really quickly after you ask that? So oftentimes, the answer will be, the first thing that comes out of someone's mouth hmm. when they're not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Although you said something a little bit earlier that I thought might work. What is it? Let's hear it. The what and the why. Ah, that is a good title. Good listener. Yeah, I like that. That has a nice ring to it. <laughs> yes, the what and the why. The what and the why it is. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience, your journey up until now, which is really only getting started. Yeah. I'm so excited for you to be going to Morgan Film School, and I am so excited to be able to see your work thank in you. the future and be a, a viewer and a participant in the film school. Thank you. That means a lot. Thank you so much for listening. I've been speaking with Michelle Cho on Is Now.